beautiful day in Oscar Baitville, USA. Yeah. We're, we're here, and for once, we're taking a little Armand break. But don't you worry, we'll be back. We, maybe we'll have something to say about him. <laughs> but yeah. we do we do know that that's a lot, like... It's like when you're taking, like, you should never take acid, like, multiple days in a row. People know that, right? It goes wrong. If you do think you should, please don't. Well, have you ever listened to another film podcast before and, like, heard their voices? I try not to. Yeah. I I don't either. That's why I'm just asking. I There is. I'll never say it because I'm worried you'll put it in and I won't notice. But there is one film person that I'm a big fan of their writing. And I'm a big fan of what they have to say about movies. But good God, does their voice make me want to die? <laughs> it's so unfortunate because it's not their fault. We all, we're all, you know, I mean, personally, I think, you know, like the, the sound of my own voice really makes me want to late term abort myself. So not here to say I'm on some some pedestal of smooth silk of a voice, but man, that person's voice. It's unfortunate. It makes me wish there were transcriptions of certain podcasts. Some people are better with the written word. Some people are better speakers. And some people just do both. And And some people should just drive trucks. Some people, yeah. (laughs) So just remember that, people, when you're, you're... going through your change purse and you're breaking your penny bank and you're like, well, what film podcast do I want to listen to? You can't support them all. (laughs) And you just got to remember who makes you feel special. uh, Who, who doesn't treat you like shit, who, you know, actually understands your emotional needs. Mm -hmm. That's us. And it will always be. We listen. And you know, we don't even just listen. We hear you. These other film podcasts you thought were cool, you come home after work and you're talking about your day and they're basically listening, kind of. We're in rapt attention. I, we have turned off the gaming console and we sit cross-legged in front of you with your favorite tea and we say, tell us about your day. I've been sitting here. Yeah, I've been waiting for you to come home to hear about your day. We don't listen to you as listeners. You listen to us, but it's kind of the same idea, you know? (laughs) We hear you listening to us. And we treat you like we do in a relationship that's beautiful and special. Beautiful and special. That's right. Yeah. With that said, we got anything on the news document? (laughs) I don't remember what I sent you, so I'm excited because those were a couple days ago. Uh, uh, this is breaking news. Breaking news coming through. Jamie Foxx says it's going to be tough to release his shelved comedy that stars Robert Downey Jr. as a Mexican man. Mm-hmm. They apparently shot a movie called All Star Weekend where, oh boy, what a cast. Jeremy Piven, Robert Downey Jr., Anicio del Toro, Gerard Butler and Eva Longoria all star as friends who go on a trip to Los Angeles to go see the all-star game. And I mean, it sounds awful, um, but that cast does sound fun. 
And I guess I think it just, it behooves the question of when we're making decisions as an entire culture together, did everyone decide they changed their minds about uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing a black man in Tropic Thunder? Because it seems that everyone was like, maybe it's bad, but you know what? You know yeah. what? That one's okay. He can Did play her mind. He can play a billionaire robot. That's okay. He's allowed <laughs> to be a defense contracting robot. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I, it's it's funny to think that there is a 2016 of these kind of like assembly line comedies just like Yeah. Cuz it's not like some it's not going to be like fucking incredible. Even if it's a good time, there's no way this is like secretly the comedy that brings back comedies, you know? I mean, it's probably awful. Yeah. It's probably below Netflix comedy level. but Yeah. But I mean, I think it's just, it again falls into that category of things um, that are just, uh, I think it's weird that everyone thinks everything has to be for everyone. <laughs> yeah. If you don't like it, you don't, whether it's the content of the movie, the casting, uh, you know, whatever, don't watch it. <laughs> Here's something I want to watch. Fox Nation's getting in the game. Oh, pumped about this. <laughs> the, uh, the original film game, and their first movie is called The Shell Collector. And it's, it's, meant women, to reach, right? it's meant to reach the female Fox News fan. Apparently, Bombshell didn't didn't do it, so we have a we got a new idea. It's gonna be the shell collector, and this bitch she's collecting shells, <laughs> and they don't have the shoes on either. And everyone got really into this shell walking around with these little shoes on. Wait, is she collecting like shell gas stations or actual shells? Maybe we should read the article. Because <laughs> if it's about if it's Fox, I assume it's about an entrepreneur. Well, let's find out. Uh, Fox Nation president Jason Klarman tells the outlet <laughs> that the company, quote, saw the success of film in acquisitions like old Clint Eastwood movies and Passion of the Christ, with viewers apparently sticking around the streamer for an extra 90 minutes for its rich cinematic offerings. I, I'm not really sure what he's <laughs> Do they just mean there. they actually watched a movie on it? Boy, these new hires at the AV Club need to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you guys did great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a job for you. It's a deadline. <laughs> um, I, I, I okay. Maybe Armand can scoop up some of the new AV Club. <laughs> I need to know. What, I mean, we'll find out soon what Armand's going to think about the shell collector with shoes on. So, <laughs> I. Okay, so it sounds like they've acquired old Clint Eastwood movies for Fox Nation. No, I think they were just inspired by that idea. Like, I, th I think, okay, I think what is trying to be said here is some of the big streamers who mostly were focusing on new content got the rights to show a bunch of old Clint Eastwood movies and people were like, fuck yeah, I like the streaming service, not just for the shoes on movie but also for the Iger sanction <laughs> yeah. which is I mean one of the most brilliant use of <laughs> it's very creative homophobia we'll leave it, it at that if you haven't seen it we shouldn't spoil it I just want to say the line <laughs> no, I, I, I won't 
but it's uh, good. You know, I haven't seen that shit until like a couple months back. It's all these years the Iger sanction had, had eluded me. Because we're starting a Patreon, yeah, I won't do the line, but it's the it's a very creative use of homophobic slurs and what what to name a dog. Yeah, it 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 uh it, I don't think it actually is, but one if it's what they actually meant, which they didn't when they made the excellent silent film, The Man Who Laughs, and named, named the dog Homo in that. <laughs> similar, but updated for the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. And updated for Clint's sparkling line delivery. <laughs> yeah, what, watch that. You can yeah. double, double feature it with uh, Conjunte for a night movies <laughs> of conservative rabble-rousing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, start with Conjunte. Do not end with Conjunte. <laughs> you don't want to go to bed with Conjunte on your mind. No, I always I go to bed with my DVD of that movie every night. <laughs> I go to sleep knowing I put that Blu-ray in the do cell pile. No, I leave it on. It's like, it's like in high school when you used to, you know, fall asleep with like the dvd menus of Chappelle's show repeating all night at your friend's mm-hmm. houses i do that with <laughs> i just have it on repeat so it just plays all night i do miss that about like oh know, i've been doing it lately i need to like do that like i need to only put like blue or dvds on if i have someone over and we get to smooching on the couch yeah so you get because hooking up hooking up to a dvd menu on repeat truly lets you know if things are hot and heavy right because if neither of you notice and you know until until the uh birds come home then (laughs) things are going well okay how did we jump off of this oh right because we couldn't make sense of what that last fucking yeah (laughs) she's buying shells with shoes on okay all right let's see if these are a little more to get like a little more cohesive paragraphs so the plan movie okay so folks we're still talking about fox nation and the shell collector <laughs> so With the, is it a sequel to the bone collector he's just killing dudes that wear puka shell necklaces only this time yeah listen folks i'm the only bone collector here <laughs> well i'll think about that one okay let it ride let it ride <laughs> So the plan move okay, so the plan moving forward is to launch a new original film every few months, creating a broad tent of programming that appeals to the shell collecting ladies, cops loving dudes, and duck dynasty fans of all kinds. That's awesome. I cannot wait for every movie in this series. I am is so if the women are collecting, collecting shells, wait, wait, if the women are collecting shells uh-huh. and the dudes are watching cops, sure. are the they thems watching Duck Dynasty? Wow. John asking the tough questions. Listen, I want everyone to be represented. This is why we can't ever get a meeting, like a business meeting to work, because I'm always like language people. <laughs> I want to live in a beautiful world that works the way I see it. So John has semantics tattooed on the inside of his bottom lip. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And at every uh every uh DSA meeting at the Jacobin headquarters, I when I get pissed at everybody, I just walk around with a show everyone and I go do blow in the bathroom and I'm like, I'm the only real socialist. That's right. So continuing on, Klarman calls the film Slate an experiment, 
saying, we take these educated guesses based on the behavior we see on the platform and our deep knowledge of the audience. I'm sure deep knowledge does not actually apply to what they're showing, but they do know their audience. And truthfully, oh, okay, this person just, go, all right, now Mary and Mary-Kate Carr is just going on a thing, talk, just shit talking Fox News. Oh, I mean, yeah. Which is easy to do, which is, you like, congratulations, yeah. you pointed okay. out that they're all fucking idiots and psychos over there. Good. Cool. Um, she, she concludes her really uh, poorly uh, worded and grammatically fucked up article by saying, Klarman chillingly observed that the original film strategy fits into the whole idea of expanding into a lifestyle and entertainment service. Chillingly. I'm chilly. I, that scared the shit out of me to think that they might show movies on this platform that I'll never see that only people above the age of 70 will watch. That's ch it's chilling me to my fucking bones. But we got to move off this article. I'm sorry. I'm a little too scared. <laughs> well, anyway, look out. Genuinely, I will be. I can't. I'm sorry, but Lifetime has, a, has a, uh, someone to reckon with. If they really start making these movies, I'll be watching them the moment they hit we'll devote the whole show to that yeah uh-oh Corey's having more frame problems uh, oh. we'll deal with that later that's his problem all right will Let's... you just tell me if you need files we might <laughs> i thought i did a good job but we'll see oh boy oh wait no mine's fine it's his file <laughs> Itch. Wait, wait for which one amateur hour i know Corey's an amateur we all know that Corey. Yeah. Corey is an amateur <laughs> bloopity bloop <laughs> we can't say his name because he's a he's on the internet right now he's oh, no he's a, he's a real he he's does right. <laughs> i don't think he we love we love you Corey. in fact i'm gonna send i'm gonna tell him i love him in response to his i'm not gonna answer his question <laughs> I'm just gonna say i love you and i'm gonna do the emojis of the two fingers touching oh yeah yeah, because it's like our penises. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you sliding up, separating our penises. <laughs> <laughs> What's up next? That's a funny image. It's pretty well, good. You should draw that. If any of our fans like to draw uh, erotica, please draw the well-known sex pot, Corey. Yeah. Me and John. <laughs> Uh, with me and a sandwich between their excited peni. Yeah, that are get that are just dying to touch. Connect. <laughs> can't get through. Trying to get there. Imagining them like you know when you flip the magnet and you try to force them to touch and it's like sliding. Yeah. Imagining both of you, both of your dicks are just sliding. Well, see, that's really the basis of Corey and our relationship is because. We want to do gay shit together. We just can't. You'll get there. We're trying. Dude, I bet by the time you're 24, you'll be able to. <laughs> I can't wait till I get to that age. <laughs> I am, God, my, I have my whole life ahead of me. You're such a young pup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, here, here's a bit of fun, just good news. Mike Lee finally finds funding for his next film, set to star all black cast. Yeah. I mean, it's always great news when Mike Lee gets funding in the end. 
I'll see anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'll see a movie about a, you know, a woman who's so happy she seems deeply autistic. I will see <laughs> that movie. Is that Vera Drake? That one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking about Vera Drake there. <laughs> <laughs> just these women like i really want to have my abortion she's like have you been online late earlier did you see what lena wilson said about bodies bodies but they're like we really need the abortion man please i need please focus i don't get it lena wilson is out here calling another lesbian a homophobe i don't get it <laughs> Oh. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right. Oh yeah, we didn't do the article, but we we do have to at least mention because we want to know what everyone thinks. Frederick Wiseman's making his first narrative movie. Yeah, which is is that not true? Didn't he already make a narrative movie? Did he? I think he did. Oh, but... maybe he did. I'm forgetting. We don't really know anything about movies. A lot I'm like these programmers out there. Like documentaries are a lie anyway, so they're all fiction. That's the fucking tea. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> documentaries are bullshit, folks. <laughs> and they kind of are, honestly. If I have to go on another, uh, I will. Uh, I'm just gonna bleep that entirely because that's pathetic. <laughs> is, is just having to like see people be like, I want to like, I'm into plants and watching docs. Every time though someone does that, I just want to be like, cool, come over for some Wang Bing, bro. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to leave it open, that's your fault. You didn't okay. say what you meant. I've got eight <laughs> hours of steel mills and uh, people with mental illness. Yeah. You're like, oh, if that's too long, we'll just watch Sweetgrass twice. What are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not going to win dating Will or I, lady. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah that's our our, our our if we were uh a couple and we were trying to become a scruple our byline would just say sensory ethnography lab listeners only <laughs> well, there's only one person i know from that lab that i want to be a part of our thruple <laughs> no leave it it's pacho pacho won't mind oh okay okay it's certainly <laughs> not uh um <laughs> on that lab all right well someone who i know i want to believe that but patra's in there (laughs) all right what's up next we're doing good running hot okay internet cut out which ended up causing mine to cut out so we're back welcome back listen we, we just brought up the oscars we know someone who's got a, an opinion on this so let's let's see what uh let's see what our old friend armin has to say about the news it's this is the nice part about what we're doing we can cover armin but he's playing the game right alongside us <laughs> So Armin is kind of the third mic of the show now. 
so we can sort I'll of give him that yet. He has to earn it. Yeah, he's got to earn it. Armin, you're going to have to earn it. That's okay. Great. So Armand is now, the article is called The Oscars Apologize, A History. Now, it's not really a history. It's pretty short. So <laughs> yeah. Hollywood publicity is meant to sell, but sometimes it confesses. This week's announcement from the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, the Oscars, that it has formally apologized to Native American Sachin Littlefeather. More on the reason why below. Okay. Is an unabashed declaration of its progressive makeover and fall. The 95-year-old institution has gone through a number of significant revisions this millennium that reflects similar debilitating changes in our national politics. Well, he's not totally wrong there. Sure. Let's spot when he is. <laughs> the, the Oscars recent reorganization, including a 2016 push for affirmative action inclusion might seem immaterial, but the overhaul, which purged old membership roles, Follow the media trend towards social transformation. It's not hyperbolic to see how the showbiz activism resembles the calls for revolution that threaten our national structures. Jesus. The Academy has effectively changed the way it's seen and how it is constituted. Well, Armin, I mean, I listen, I'm like you, Armin. When I'm out and I'm going to the store, I'm going to Chick-fil-A, or I'm, you know, I'm buying buying batteries like best buy <laughs> i on those every morning it hits the chick-fil-a and best buy well i go through batteries a lot and i get <laughs> and I you hate people a lot <laughs> I, I love god and that sauce so don't tell me where i can eat hey fucking men yeah thank you so um armin gets a little pissed when he sees bumper stickers for like antifa and stuff like that. And I'm sure it freaks him out because listen, and Will and I have said this probably every show, <laughs> the revolution is coming. <laughs> <laughs> the rich are going to be eaten a lot. So, the revolution never fucking left. I'm going to eat the rich like the, the, the daughter and cone heads with that Subway sandwich. Oh, nice. Just shove or the mask when he puts the, you know, the, the dynamite yeah. in his mouth. That, <laughs> that's well, and luckily, like, the sponsor of the revolution is the horsey sauce from Arby's, so it'll taste real good going down. <laughs> do you think Armin, I bet Armin, re I mean, we have to go through his Twitter likes. We won't do it today, but I, I, do you think he really fears the revolution's coming? Yes. Yeah, he might. <laughs> I did do things. So. Well, if he believe, if he, I mean, it's like everybody. Anyone who truly thinks Antifa is like a, a an organized thing believes shit like that. Yeah. If, if they really, if they buy it as a some like world or even countrywide like organized situation that's making plans of any kind, then yeah, they they believe the end of the world is coming and it will be brought by people in black hoodies. <laughs> yeah 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 it's coming y'all and all of you who uh have read all of das kapital <laughs> finally gonna be vindicated very soon yeah pretty soon you will you no longer just have to try to convince everyone who's definitely already on your side that death grips is really good yeah 
everything will change and Armin's not going to have a job anymore. In fact, yeah, Armin, you're going to, you're going to be overthrown, buddy. So we'll hire you. We'll hire him uh, income work for the AV club. (laughs) Yeah. Income work for the AV club. You can teach him how to, to, you know, write a sentence. (laughs) Say what you want about Armin. This guy impeccable the writing sometimes you don't even have to say you can literally just say in comparison to what we were just talking about say what you will about this guy but he's a writer i'm still thinking about that paragraph (laughs) and running it through my head being like what did they mean by that (laughs) that's how low the bar is right now in the quote-unquote journalism or uh, criticism like culture is literally if you can write. It's such a, it's an intense divide. Yeah. And I don't even mean write well. I right. do not mean like have a gift of gab. <laughs> like any sort of thing. Like if you are capable of writing. Yeah. You can be as pissed. Yeah. You can be as pissed about nepotism uh, at the New York Times all you want. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the real problem is that these nepotism babies are illiterate no matter what they tell you on their TikToks about how special they are. <laughs> Continuing with Armand here. Upon the Academy's founding in 1927, and this is not going to be a surprise to Oscar Bay listeners. You've heard us talk about the history of the Academy Awards. So, you know, this is going to be kind of a, you know, a refresher. Um, it says, its official purpose seemed auspicious. A current, uh, so he quotes, Encourage the improvement and advancement of the arts and sciences of the profession by the interchange of constructive ideas, blah, 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 blah. Um, so he says, those lofty goals were fundamentally apolitical, despite the myth that the Oscars were created to settle union disputes. He says shots fired. <laughs> There's the alarm going off there, which oh, certainly right. never go off vote. in an Armand article. Vote in the... Vote in our DMs, friends. Is John full of shit or is Armand full of shit? Remains Maybe that's what we talked to him about. I mean, that'll get him in the door. Yeah. It's really, if you sent him, like, I feel like if you sent him an inflammatory message that started with, like, I, you know, saw you post some bullshit about the Oscars not being started for union-busting purposes, you want to come get in that with us. Also, we really like your white dog article. And we like your white dog article. <laughs> yeah, if you just put if you put a little cherry at the end, I feel like he would love that you came at him and also love that you gave him a little pet. And I'm like, let's talk about cleavage, buddy. <laughs> I'm never going to not have fun with that one. That's like, <laughs> that's so good. It's so good that we're not going to address it <laughs> directly. Debate him. And you're like, we we have a panel of linguists and child psychologists to talk about the damning effects of the continued use of the word retarded in American culture. <laughs> he'll, yeah. he'll fly to Chicago. This might be easier than we thought. It definitely, he, yeah, I think we just have to, you know, chum the waters. And then also when you first see the shark, give him a little pat. I got an idea here. I'm gonna address our listeners here, our beautiful, sexy listeners if you all are on twitter maybe start posting our armand articles and maybe hashtag armand along with it because he'll respond to it we need a little groundwork done will and i are not very good with social media if you haven't been able to tell so listen do you want the that executive producer role 
on season four of Oscar bait. Yeah, we'll give it to you. You don't have to do anything past this. Just do that. <laughs> Just get Armin to uh, get a look at what's going on and have him uh, click our links. And we'll, uh, you know, we'll thank you from there. You'll get exact credit and I'll give you a Blu-ray copy of Where's Papa. Yeah, you get, okay, so you get one Stone Cold Comedy Classic and one Brutalist Meditation on why living is worthless. You decide which is which, but if you are not enticed by free copies of both of those bangers, I don't know why you're listening. I'm not kidding. We'll do that. Oh, neither am I, and it's honestly hard to give up. Where's Papa's one of my favorites. That movie's hilarious. You all take it. The ball has been handed off, and you take it from here. Yep. And at best, you could get both of those for combination, combination like ten ninety nine used together. So we're saving you eleven bucks. We're saving you eleven bucks, and we'll write things inside too. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that S that kids used to draw on things. You know, the one where you have to do the three lines on top of each other. Yeah, I can't do it, but yeah. You can't do that. No, I have trouble with stuff like that. Oh yeah, Will special. <laughs> no, while you do that, I'll be writing notes of affirmation inside of Kenshin. <laughs> yeah. Will be really nice to be like, you were really nice to meet, and I really love talking about Texas Chainsaw Twenty Four with you. I th also think <laughs> great, and uh, you're the, you're my bestie now. Bitch, we're not even to twenty yet. <laughs> Feels like it. Uh, okay. Oh, it'll it'll say things like. When you look at yourself in the morning, this in the in the mirror this morning, remember that you're special and beautiful. We love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm right, and I'm right in hags. Okay, remember that one, everyone. All right, continuing with Armand here, he says so. Oh, we stopped when he says that uh, the Oscars were a is a myth that they were it was created to settle union disputes mm -hmm. um, well we got the receipts on that one big guy okay but he goes on but now that the objectives are principally about demonstrating political correctness the oscars lack grandeur and fascination for everyone except hollywood's left-leaning corporate media stooges and also for children who nostalgically remember watching it at an earlier age yeah that's about all the grandeur that thing ever had I don't think it had much to go on. But, okay, yeah. Which is weird that he gives a shit, but whatever. So proof of the Oscars bygone attraction and integrity is found in a revealing declaration by charter member actress, Mary Pickford in 1928. Ooh boy, where could this go? Uh, let me just give a quick, is this is even worth talking about? But no, it's not. I was so, going to say, I think we can skip. All we can say there is when we start a, patreon one of the levels will be for me to finally get my mary pickford tattoo of that adorable picture of her with the kitty sitting on her head in true heart susie yep. yeah well i mean it's not it's like a promotional thing but yeah yeah that'd be really cute yeah dude and sparrows rules mary pickford's the shit <laughs> yeah sparrow does rock that's yeah. a bodine joint isn't it i believe so yeah uh our guest nick pinkerton's favorite auteur William Bodine. Um, so he says, Pickford, her charming statement of industry idealism is now lost to group think pressure. Uh-oh. I just 
I got I got an AARP ad. <laughs> they know. I must, I must be on the National Review. Yeah. Also, we're gonna have to when Armand becomes our uh, either friend or uh, enemy that we speak to you frequently, probably a bit of both, which is why we'll enemy. get along. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to give him a little shit and warn him that something we mentioned about a, you know, a, a, a person named uh, Slavoj Žižek and reusing terms, phrases, and ideas. Armand, that's the fourth one in a row that says groupthink. You know, so just, just saying. Good eye, Will. Thank Good you. eye. Wow, Will gets a point today, folks. Yep, that's right. I'm putting the ding sign. <laughs> no, it was a good day. One of my, uh, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. We, no one cares. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> he slams that ice house down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Keep moving. Okay. So, her charming statement <laughs> of industry idealism is now lost to groupthink pressure. So, Will, there's Will's point. Uh, recent academy changes expelling senior members for new. Diverse ones took place without open forum, level barriers, or open court. Fiat has replaced intelligent cooperation. What the hell are you talking about? Okay. In other words, the Oscars are less like the League of Nations and have become more Soviet. What the fuck? Damn. Are we going to lose our mind before we can get him on? We might. Talking about? Oh, this stupid fucking website. I swear to God. All right, we're going back to the internet. Hey, yeah. folks, the National Review can uh, <laughs> suck my dick. Good one. You like that? You like the, tr the truth I just laid out there? What a crappy website. Damn. Made me, that made me think of something that resurfaced this week that truly made me giggle endlessly um, when everyone's favorite uh, permanently banned by Obama uh, Chicago child, Chief Keef, um, when Katy Perry took to social media to say that, I forget her exact wording, but to say that there was essentially no hope for humanity left because she heard a song about... Wait, can uh, I read this? I have it yeah. actually. Good, good. It's so. I, I, really, I read this about every day. It really helps with being alive. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me let me find it here. I, 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 I like. That's important news. When you edit this, though, end on this. This should be our closing. Our closing okay. thoughts. <laughs> okay. I, all right. I will. I found it. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so we'll save that for a second, folks. Yeah. So if you want to hear this and you don't know how to use the internet, stay tuned. Yeah, if you can't, um, just Google Katy Perry and Chief Keef because it's the only thing that comes up. Yeah, and don't. Don't do it. Just let us have a little fun, okay? Our yeah. lives are falling apart. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so in other words, the Oscars are less like the League of Nations have become more Soviet. Woodrow Wilson's influence has been replaced by Michelle Obama's. <laughs> Woodrow Wilson, the guy who loved watching Birth of the Nation in the White House, has uh -huh. been replaced by Michelle Obama. Wait, was that was that editorializing or did he say that? <laughs> no, I added that, but okay. it's been funny. Well, he loves Griffith. Man. I, know. I know, that's what I'm saying. It's very <laughs> funny that his Woodrow Wilson's like, yeah. Jesus. Also, I, he should have at least had some fun and been like, she replaced Birth of a Nation with healthy snack machines. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have laughed at that. <laughs> well, 
Yeah. We're and here I, to make ourselves laugh. Yeah. And just remember, folks, if you think you can read these articles on the National Review for yourself and not have to pay attention to us every week, you can't because you'd have to get through so many articles and advertisements for need shoes for wide feet. Shop now. Idaho, beyond words. Is your penis not an ad for Idaho? <laughs> Wait, that was just an ad for Idaho? Like the yeah. yeah. Beyond words. Yeah. And then could Trump talk himself into an indictment? See, the, you need us to do this. Okay. I'm going to finish this before my computer uh, yeah. to the ground <laughs> because of everything Quick. coming up. Quick. Okay. Finish it and then we'll talk about. Yes. So if you. Few journalists report the political ramifications of this conversion. Instead, the trade press merely praises the apology to Littlefeather as part of the routine whereby the academy, especially its rotating presidents and board of governors, issues dictates like a Politburo? Politburo? God, he's so much smarter than me. I don't even know what that word means. Politburo. I got to be honest, I was hoping, because I didn't have a chance to look it up before we started, I was hoping you knew and I could just write that and pretend I did and you'd explain it without me asking. Let's pretend like I did. A Politburo, of course. <laughs> Moving towards nebulous equity and justice on behalf of identity politics before consideration of artistic achievement. So these changes occur in steps. The Academy website currently proclaims we recognize and uphold excellence in the motion picture arts industry blah 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 in fact he even goes hollow blabbing <laughs> but outgoing president david rubin in his letter to Littlefeather made the academy's aim more specific chock full of buzzwords so, okay so here's what rubin the second best rubin in hollywood said is that rick's brother probably <laughs> or the other guy <laughs> um, we cannot realize the academy's mission Without your commitments of facilitating the broadest representation, inclusion, reflective of our diverse global pop. Oh, wait, no, this isn't worth reading. That is a bunch of bullshit. Yep. Um, uh, he does, he closes by saying, we're dedicated to fostering a more inclusive, respectful industry that leverages a balance of art and activism to be a driving force for progress. Well, that's been working out real well for you guys. So I've definitely, uh, Keep that up. Whatever you're doing, don't stop. Yeah, hit that Green Book sequel. <laughs> yeah, the greatest beer run ever. <laughs> we don't have time for that today, but we will get to We'll do the crossover between Beer Fest and Green Book, because that's Ugh. just a natural script. Wrote itself already. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got three more paragraphs. We can do this, folks. Here we go. Crude and authoritarian, Ruben disgraced Pickford's diplomacy using pop content representation inclusion diverse global population <laughs> and worst of all ruben's combination of art and activism this is what has ruined hollywood movies and made the oscars telecast unwatchable <laughs> okay not wrong a little loaded but yeah i get I mean, it's too it's too simple he's oversimplifying so i'm a little worried about him this is yeah, a little too exactly. this is a little too uh black and white for our mind Hey, Armand, if you want to diversify your thinking, come on the show and we'll help you. So he says, it was great TV in 1973 when Little Feather stepped up to, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he does it like it's a character in a movie. It says, it was great in TV in 1973 when Sachin Little Feather, a.k.a. Marie Louise Cruz, mm. 
Damn, bro. Stepped up to the podium at the behest of Marlon Brando to decline his best actor for The Godfather. Oh, that was right. Nothing in this era of award show narcissism can match its shock. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing in this era can match the shock of something that was new for the, the 70s that no one thinks about except you anymore. Because uh, <laughs> it was great theater. Dressed in native attire, wearing two perfectly balanced long tresses, Little Feather graciously spoke the terms of Brando's refusal. Uh, she said the, tr the treatment, <laughs> sorry, I gotta keep the fan going. Uh, <laughs> the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry. <laughs> Come on now. We got, we can do this. <laughs> such a bad time to be laughing. We're not laughing at the content. Of this. <laughs> it's because my computer's about to burn to the ground. I'm trying to get this fucking fan to go on. You got it. Keep going. I'm not going to look. Okay, she, yeah, don't look. She stated, I'm Apache, although today's press identifies hers as yucky and brought global attention to the liberal industry's moral hypocrisy. Uh, okay. All right. There were boos, but also cheers and applause. That contradiction. No one was yelling doorman from the crowd. Okay. <laughs> uh, that contradiction has devolved into contemporary confusion as the Millennial Academy <laughs> now genuflects to 75-year-old Little Feather. <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> no one. No, he's. <laughs> Armand, we know people Armand. that are young. We, I'm not seeing that. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of link trees. I'm not really seeing uh, anything about that. <laughs> no, I think our thing. Armand took a like, took a little robo rocket. <laughs> 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 this is nonsense <laughs> man i mean yeah i know there's probably a few people maybe one per like you know like there's like that one person on twitter who's every now and then you know will say something like did you know that alfred yeah. hitchcock was creepy to janet lee yeah. and it's like yep great do you want do you, are you trying to get like what do you want from that <laughs> Yes, we did. Yeah. And you know what? Know. You can cancel his ass because his fat ass is dead. Yeah, dude. So you won. He's dead. Yep. Good work. Yeah. And he's not <laughs> coming back. Okay. You killed. We'll never see the trouble with Harry, too, because of you. I know. We just can remember what a creep he was. But my point is, it's like... <laughs> You're pro he probably saw something, but it was like oh, one person yeah. with like five likes, and he was like... Yeah, he's old. He's just showing his age, unfortunately, where he's all it takes is because his his unfortunately because part of his gift is being able to see a lot of angles, right? Yeah. Different things, art at least. But this just reeks of like aging solipsism. <laughs> where yeah. he's like, no, I saw a person say it. So definitely the billions of people in the world are doing it. So it's yeah, exactly exactly. <laughs> That's what this smells of. It's a it, it's a sad fart. <laughs> this one. You could say all of his recent writing smells of this. 
but well, it, yeah. it hasn't. It's the there have been wafts. I would say like it was definitely on the breeze. But this one, we like got to the motel we were being forced to stay at. Well, let's be honest, the kind I would normally prefer to stay at. But we got to the motel we were forced to stay at because the you know a tire blew out in fucking Louisiana or something in a small town. And you just give in and you walk into this hotel room and literally you're like, there was definitely a dead body here no longer than 12 hours ago. And that body had been rotting for weeks. That's what this article smells like. We yeah. Bribe. Yes, yes, yes. He's a... Uh... Are you okay, Armand? <laughs> yeah, you know, Armand, if you really wanted to take a position on this, you could have, um, I don't know, done some research. <laughs> uh, you know, it didn't, apparently it didn't take Farron too much work to uh, dig a little <laughs> bit into what happened. And she's not using the same kind of buzzwords that you're using. She's kind of Ooh. writing just an objective article about the revisioning of history. But yep. if you want to complain like the age you are all day go right ahead you could even just do what the supposed people that you know so well millennials like to call research just google yeah. a couple of these things right quick before you click submit on this article <laughs> call yeah. it research it's fine do you remember your white dog article man <laughs> we're this is, we're not even trying to make fun of you anymore dude we're trying to say can you get back no, to this is a like, little bit of right? magic you used to have yeah what's going on What's yeah. going on, bud? Hit us up if we can help. We will. Well, we'd glad to. We would gladly bring. That's the hashtag. Bring back Armand. Yeah, yeah. I think we know what's happening, and it's aging. Or ketamine. <laughs> I think I would love to get Armand some ketamine. Honestly, he may. You never know, dude. We don't know. You need a little of that. What's called millennial gay man magic. <laughs> well, that's the pitch. That's how we bring around to Chicago to do the. For the first time, because we've still, for our listeners, we've never recorded an episode with even the two of us in the same room. No, um, probably never will. First time, no, we definitely never will. Because you have to have like a mic and shit and use cords. I only, we'll we, only do cords. Well, we only do cords when it's related to like watching stuff. We're not going to plug in cords to make stuff. If so. you want us to do that, give us more money and we'll do it. A lot though, because I'm going to need a, a lot. To we'll have to be able to quit our jobs and treat this like a real job yeah only way then, yeah because that's two chords we'll have to plug in <laughs> that's right but that's a promise to you all i'll get really creative with a soundboard oh yeah we'll full we're gonna he's gonna turn into fucking what's your name robin on howard stern <laughs> <laughs> oh you crazy for this one will <laughs> Well, anyway. Okay, so we'll close oh. out the article here. Yeah, finish. The last paragraph. That's how you usually do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you fucking smart ass. Listen, I'm the one insulting you today, okay? Come on, come on. You got me on that one episode where I was not bright and sharp at all. That still haunts me, and I could have cut that, but I left it for you. I know. That, well, we we have to leave it in. It's part of the it's how we're gonna become millionaires off this. Yeah, I don't really cut that much. I like to leave it. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> like to leave it pretty raw. <laughs> we both well, we both enjoy. It's the truth. Obviously, we both enjoy uh, flaying each other, but we also both really do enjoy self-flagellation. So it works out great. Yeah, yeah. 
So someone's right now being like, just finish the article. Just finish the paragraph. You should start cutting more. For that guy, here we go. Uh, so Little Feather made the first apology. She said, I beg at this time that I have not intruded on this evening. That's a famous line. Um, so Armand goes on. It was the only apology. It was the only apology necessary. The Academy's apology is merely self-satisfying political egoism. This is akin to members of Congress sporting fake kente cloth shawls and taking a knee in a foul moment of fake reverence for ex-con George Floyd. In a, wow, in an act of politically correct prostration. Uh, this oh. apology has nothing to do with the art of motion pictures. It renounces Hollywood's former artistic purpose to show self-imposed obedience to a new political regime. The Academy has brainwashed itself. Damn, because wow. truly, hmm. if we could just, I mean, I know you agree because we both made the same face as our stomachs you know, started to fuck themselves. If he hadn't put in that little George Floyd dig, I'm with him. He's so close. Like That's what it's the thing. But that will, I will say the closing paragraph, there's still at least a little glimmer of the Armand. It's that there. we're talking about here. But he put in, the, what the fuck, man? Why you got to say that, ex-con? Fuck you. I mean, this is honestly the problems with the left and the right, okay? Like, the left is stupid. The right is stupid, for sure. But, like... <laughs> The right, man, it's like you all do this. Here's the thing no one wants to tell you about the right. Sometimes they get a little close. Sometimes. Not with a lot of things. Often. Sorry, they get just as often often as the left. I'm sorry. That's what I was about to say. They get there just as close, but they usually blow it because they have to over-sensationalize things because these people are so doled down to their fucking brains that, like, just the, like, like, like child trafficking is not bad. They also have to rip their skin off and wear it and, <laughs> you know, eat them. Like, you all get so close to the truth, but you're living in your little, these, these little bubble worlds. Uh, not like everyone's living in them, but you all have to just like jack it up with steroids every time. Yeah. Like, well, it's like when fucking, what was that goddamn movie on Netflix, the French one, Cuties? Oh yeah, yeah. When that came out, right? Because the what, how every post started was sexualizing, <laughs> you know, preteen girls is bad, and I was like, okay, yeah. 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 Well, not and when you're like, a member of Congress, like, but yeah, pedophiles are bad. Yeah. Yes, great. I'm with you. Well, person who made this should be drawn and quartered. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's that practice and none of them watched it as always it's what, right. like you said they just get so close but they they can't help but you know putting 12 feet up their ass yes this this anyway, will be the franklin credit scandal book that's sleeping into my head right now but um that has been honestly keeping me up at night so <laughs> You know, my point on that little tangent is that you get so close, but they just can't stick it. So this guy has you with fake kente cloth shawls. I know you're all just like, you're like that meme of like Ed McMahon's face. It's like, because yeah, we remember that. Up. You're, you're like, dying. yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, he's doing it. And then it gets higher when it's like taking the knee in a foul movement of fake reverence. And you're like, that's right. They didn't believe in that either. 
And then you have to to throw in (laughs) X-Con. And he says X-Con, and you purposefully throw yourself off the bridge. Yeah, this smells a lot like when the Mike Brown thing happened, and they were like, but did you know that he actually stole those Twizzlers? Fuck Jesus Christ. Yep, you're right. Dead to rights. Let's do it. Hey, you know sense. my political feelings on that. Yeah. <laughs> kill anyone who steals. Kill, children. kill them all. <laughs> Just kill them, yeah. Kill them all. Well, I, I will not bow down or kneel to some fake symbol who was choked out on live, you know, camera by police officers. I'm not going to bow down. For sure. Not if they were a, not if they were a thief. Nope. Not if they did anything that humans have ever done prior to that moment where they were, you know, brought to death for no reason at all. Uh-huh. If, they, if they have human qualities, I have no interest. So obviously you can tell we're a little fired up over that ex-con line, but... Um, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That was uh, a bummer, because he got... Well, because what sucked is, what you guys couldn't see, is both of us started to light up again. Because we also saved... Well, I can't speak for John. I saved the last half of this article for this moment. I didn't read the whole thing before we started because I wanted to just react to it. And so I genuinely did not know that was coming. And for a second, everything we had just said, I was like, thank you, Armand. You proved me wrong. You pulled it back. You brought it back around. And he was so awesome. Motherfucker put a like spear through the tip of my penis just then. Stop on a dime. Just like a cartoonishly comic halt. <laughs> Well, let's leave you with, do you remember that show, The Daily Show? I've heard of it. Yeah, they had this thing called The Moment of Zen. Now that they're not a show anymore, we now own them. I bought The Moment of Zen from them. Okay, Moment of Zen. For one show only. What do you got? So let's do it here. Pull something out of the hand. Oh, I just lost it again. Hold up. Okay. (laughs) So Will brought up something that I think is just, we don't want to end on this kind of vitriol and like are you know the world's a tough place right like two the, sides, yeah yeah sides are fighting people get in arguments they don't rare they rarely apologize too yeah. well maybe this will give you some hope in humanity and well, we're not gonna we're not gonna speak on anything about this john's just gonna leave you with it and we'll see you next week yeah now, this was from 2013, so maybe don't have too much hope in the world, but at one point, you could have had hope. It came back around when it needed to. Katy Perry, on her Twitter account, she tweets out, just heard a new song on the radio called I Hate Being Sober. I now have serious doubt for the world. Well, that song is I Hate Being Sober is by uh, one Chief Keef, Chicago native and artist. And again, Obama's most hated. That's right. The almighty so. He responds at Chief Keefe to Katy Perry. That bitch Katy Perry can suck skin off of my dick. 22,000 favorites, 40,000 retweets. Now, you'd think that's pretty funny, but guess what? Katy Perry comes back. Mr. Keefe, I'm sorry if I offended you. I heard a lot I heard a lot of people guesting on the song and didn't even know it was you in particular. Actually, Glory Boy Chief Keith responds at Katy Perry. Oh, I'm sorry too then. <laughs>
With emojis. And with that, with that said, we love you. Going out with a Globama tweet there. We love y'all. We love you all. God bless. You have.